0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources.
0: Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast, the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. So, And today, we're going to discuss vegetarian nuggets and stuffed animals. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige.
1: Hello, Rachel. How's it going? I'm good. I'm pumped. I'm spicy. How You're about spicy? you? You're spicy? Yeah, I'm feeling spicy. Spicy like a Wendy's chicken nugget, you might say? I don't think the Wendy's chicken nuggets are spicy. They have spicy ones. Do they? I haven't been to Wendy's in a while.
0: Well, that sounds like a good research topic, but not for right now. Oh, okay. But you know what does sound good for right now? What's that? Vegetarian nuggets or vegan nuggets. Oh, I
1: see what's you did there.
0: I think for the purpose of this episode we're primarily going to be talking about vegan nuggets but with some vegetarian thrown in but we'll get to that okay the general question is what is in vegan or vegetarian food specifically as in italics in vegetarian chicken nuggets or vegan nuggets
1: okay so I've only ever had a vegan slash vegetarian chicken nugget once and that's when I was a wee lass. (laughs) I was like three years old and I remember like my mom for whatever reason had like vegetarian chicken nuggets just out and about. So like I grabbed one off the table and ate it assuming it was a regular chicken nugget but it was filled with spinach and tofu. (laughs) So (laughs) tiny me spat that out and has not eaten a vegetarian chicken nugget since Would you? Um, maybe. I still don't really like spinach that much. I do really like tofu, though. Um, so I'm going to guess that vegetarian chicken nuggets are filled with spinach and tofu like they were in the year 2000.
0: Well, we're going to talk about ingredients Uh in this episode. If you personally had to come up with a
1: recipe for vegan nuggets what would you put in them? That's a good question. I would keep the tofu in there. Uh, I definitely wouldn't keep the spinach in there. Oh, you know, Veggie Heaven, like the restaurant?
0: Yes. And for our listeners, Veggie Heaven is a small chain of vegetarian restaurants in the New Jersey
1: area. Yeah, it's like vegetarian Chinese food. Yes. And they have, they have like, quote unquote, meat, but they, it's, you know, it's not actual meat. It's like, tofu and whatnot and
0: textured vegetable protein
1: and textured vegetable proteins I put whatever that whatever they use to make their meat into the chicken nugget
0: okay I like I like where you're going with that you're on a good track in my opinion yeah there are so many different kinds of vegetarian and vegan nuggets really Really, they're made out of so many different things. They can be tofu, they can be spinach, they can be... The possibilities are endless, really.
1: (laughs) I didn't know know that.
0: You can grind up anything, fry it up, and there you go, got some nuggets. Oh, gosh.
1: Wait, like, you know how there are black bean brownies? Yes. Because you like black bean nuggets. There could be. I hope there is. I don't think I would eat them,
0: but absolutely, absolutely.
1: In fact, I know
0: that that is a thing.
1: You're not a bean girl.
0: No, no. I'm
1: a bean girl.
0: True. There are several different large mainstream brands for vegan nuggets on the market right now. Did you know that?
1: Um, I know of a few, yeah.
0: My go-to are the... And I promise I'm not getting paid to say this. <laughs> my <laughs> go-to.
1: Concert.
0: My go-to's are the... Well, I mean, if they want to sponsor, I'm all ears. <laughs> Morningstar. Uh huh. Morningstar Farms with the little R thing. I don't know what that stands for. Okay. Chicken, spelled C H I K apostrophe N, nuggets are my go to for a generic vegan nugget. Right. They're my go to because they come frozen, they heat up quickly, and they taste solid they're not overly flavored with anything and you can cut them up throw them in some easy mac and there you go
1: that sounds kind of gross i'm not gonna lie cut up nuggets in easy mac it works for me sounds like baby food does it to me yeah like sounds like something a five-year-old would eat
0: oh i'm sure it is i'm i'm fine with this yeah can you guess some ingredients in this variety of vegan nugget just just take some guesses okay
1: okay uh soybean something okay i'll take um, it bread crumb
0: bread crumbs um yeah. it's not labeled like that but sure
1: maltodextrin no xanthan gum yes really <laughs> yes <laughs> Yay, that's the stuff to mix stuff put together phosphoric acid no
0: but there is pyrophosphate. I don't know how similar that is.
1: Uh -uh. Natural flavoring?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Really? God, that's in everything though.
0: So you are hitting on some really cool ingredients. They are secondary to the main ingredients.
1: Oh, okay.
0: The first three ingredients are water, wheat flour, and soy flour oh and then and then it goes on with lots of other things uh like spices like onion powder and garlic powder and and gluten and so really it's those those first three ingredients that are the main filling
1: got it got it got it
0: wheat and soy
1: yeah wheat and soy which
0: we'll come to find out are important ingredients in these types of things Ooh. I got that information from morningstarfarms.com. <laughs> Let's move on to another type of nugget that I really enjoy that I think you will have the strongest reaction to. Okay. Dr. Prager's. Uh, Dr. Prager's Super Greens Veggie Nuggets.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What do you think about just the title and the picture that you might be able to see right now?
1: Well, they look like the ones that my mom had when I was younger, and I immediately don't trust them. Especially the fact that on the packaging, it is served with a side of cucumbers and broccoli. That is, is not that what looked- that is? I think is that- I think those are cucumbers. You should not have to eat cucumbers and broccoli with your nuggets. I think that's parsley. I think that's broccoli.
0: Regardless. You, yeah, you had a very strong reaction to this, as I might have
1: guessed. I don't like it.
0: I can tell you from experience, I've had these and I've had similar, not necessarily that brand, but I've had nuggets made with spinach and broccoli and such. Okay. I enjoyed them personally.
1: Yeah, but you're like a person that likes vegetables.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like everything.
1: will actively seek them out. This is true. I am not one of those people. What ingredients would you expect might be in these? Okay, well, spinach, broccoli. If it's anything like the last one, it would be water, wheat flour, and soy flour. Gluten. And whatever that phosphate stuff was. And zan- and xantham gum. Always need xantham gum.
0: It's time to get rebutted. Really? First of all, these nuggets are gluten-free. Oh. So while it's very, very common to use gluten to make meat replacements, that's not the case here. They had to get creative.
1: Interesting.
0: Right. So both the coating and the filling are gluten-free. So that would mean the primary ingredients in these are spinach, potatoes, onions, cooked quinoa, key protein, kale, oat fiber, and so on.
1: Oh. Boy, interesting, interesting. I did not expect potatoes, I will say that.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because the fact that potatoes are the second ingredient bothers me.
1: Because that means they're like the second most used ingredient in the whole thing, right? By
0: volume, yeah. Which means that they're advertising a nugget made of greens, which there are plenty of greens in these, but not by volume. And so that's how you tend to get children to love Dr. Prager's products, especially because they're advertised to parents as being super healthy, made of vegetables. Potatoes are healthy, for sure. They are not super greens. No. Or I mean, super greens is a stupid term anyway.
1: If your potato is green, that is a problem.
0: Exactly. So like you guessed, potato is the secret to this. And many mass-produced vegan nuggets that use vegetables primarily use potatoes. <gasps> if no. If <laughs> it's a gluten-free nugget instead of soy or protein or gluten. And one of the reasons for that is potato is cheaper and it holds well. And I think that's perfectly fine. I just think the marketing is very deceptive.
1: I think you're right, and I agree with you on that.
0: Moving on. According to the com, there is a recipe that I found. Can you guess what the nuggets might be made out of as a primary ingredient?
1: This is like if you're going to make, like, vegan nuggets at home?
0: Yes. I would
1: guess either tofu or seitan.
0: I like both of those things, but in this recipe, the primary ingredient is chickpea and oh, oats. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, chickpea and oats. Yeah. That makes total sense. It's not my style. What do you think about it?
1: Um, I know it's a thing. I don't know if I'd necessarily eat it, but like I know there's a lot of vegan in like vegan recipes that use aquafava, which is like the chickpea juice in the can. So, like, I guess it makes sense to also use the chickpea for things.
0: Yeah, this recipe reminds me a lot of kind of a bastardized falafel.
1: Oh, yeah, kind of. Just a falafel in a different shape with some oat flour, right? With some oat flour, yeah.
0: I was ready to rebut you, but you already guessed about the aquafaba.
1: Oh, yeah! You didn't expect me to know that, did you?
0: I wasn't expecting you to know that it would be the binder in chickpea oat buggets.
1: Yeah, aquafaba is a thing.
0: Yeah, and and that's uh, along with the oat flour is the binder in this recipe.
1: Very interesting.
0: The next resource we're going to use is thespruceeats.com what besides aquafaba do you think works as a binder in vegan nuggets since you can't use eggs whereas in
1: vegetarian nuggets you could use eggs right well i know there's vegan egg whites i can't think of another like natural liquid though that you would use maybe xanthan gum again it's time to get rebutted oh lovely
0: There are lots of different ways that vegans have been creative in making egg-free binders. Okay. Sometimes this involves using a liquid. For example, a lot of people will use applesauce in place of eggs and or oil in
1: baked goods. Oh, okay. Baked goods. I thought we were talking about the nuggets still.
0: (laughs) Well, about the nuggets, something that's pretty common is to use wheat germ Bread crumbs, (laughs) breadcrumbs.
1: Red comes,
0: oats, Uh and (laughs) ground (laughs)
1: flaxseed.
0: Red comes, right? Yeah. These things work very well. I have experience with using them as binders. Hmm. It's especially helpful in a vegan recipe if you can use all of these things and you don't have to be gluten-free. Yeah. Because when you get a good mixture of, let's say, some flour and processed mushrooms Mm. and spices, I know you're not into it.
1: No, I hate hate mushrooms.
0: (laughs) I know you do. But when you get a good mixture going of some food processed mushrooms and spices, it can get to be a little bit liquidy, but once you add in some flour, it helps bind it and you don't necessarily need the eggs. Right. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you tired of buying chicken nuggets every time you buy nuggets? Do you get home, unpack your car, and notice that your nuggets are actually made with chicken? Then you need Nugget Vision glasses. You put on your mask and your Nugget Vision glasses as you walk into the store. And then when you're in the Nugget section, you can see clearly whether or not your Nuggets have chicken in them or not. That way, when you get home and you're ready for a delightful vegan Nugget snack, you're blessed with vegan Nuggets instead of chicken. Nugget Vision glasses, on sale yesterday. Welcome back.
1: Hello. How do you like your Nugget Vision glasses? I took them into Stop and Shop today. They work like a charm. Oh, really? Yeah. Still didn't get the nuggets, though. They still have spinach in them.
0: But you could see that you weren't buying chicken nuggets.
1: Yes, I could see that they were not chicken nuggets, and so I went to the right section of the store to get chicken nuggets.
0: Oh, wow. So the product works as advertised. Yes. Great. I well, let me tell you that I'm very excited for this next segment. Do you know why?
1: No, why is that?
0: Because I am obsessed with stuffed animals, and I used to make my own all the time.
1: I remember you telling me about that.
0: Yeah, but the thing about homemade stuffed animals, by definition, is they're not mass-produced.
1: Well, yeah.
0: And I believe that you had a question for me. Do you remember what it is?
1: How are stuffed animals mass-produced?
0: Let me tell you. Or first, you can guess. First source I'm using is Wikipedia, Old Trusty. Mm Mm-hmm. When do you think the first stuffed toy was mass-produced? What year?
1: Mm, it seems like an Industrial Revolution thing. So I'm going to say, like, 1842.
0: It's time to get rebutted. 1880. Okay.
1: I In what country?
0: Like... Mm, England. Try again. Can I have a hint? Right continent.
1: Okay, so it's Europe. Germany.
0: Yes. Yeah, nice. By, Steif, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly.
1: Does that mean stuff in German?
0: You know, I I don't
1: know. I, I hope it does.
0: I don't know, and I could take a quick break and call my mom and ask her.
1: Nancy, I have a question.
0: I could. We could actually do that. Can we, <laughs> please? Yeah, hold on. Yes. Hi, mom. This is a name, I think. Uh, Steif, spelled S T E I F F.
1: Steif is a name, like um, that's a very famous name that makes teddy bears and stuff. Yes, that's actually stuff.
0: exactly what we're talking about right Steiff now. Is but is okay. there, but is there a translation? Steif,
1: um, not that I'm aware of, but let me look anyway. Two F's, right?
0: Yes, and it's pronounced uh, Steif. Yes. Thank you. That was it? That was it. We, well, specifically, uh, we were hypothesizing that it translated to the word stuff. Stuff?
1: No, that's a different word. Wait, can you tell us word? what it is? Um, yeah, give me a second to remember stuff. Sachen, um, Dinge, let's see. Um, well, that kind of means things. Stuff can be used, but that more refers to material uh, so I, come.
0: I think the most common words would be word would be zachen unless there's a more
1: slang word that
0: I'm um, not up on. All right. Well, thank you.
1: Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 There you have it. I've already <laughs> forgotten the word. I'm sorry. That was worth it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
0: um. So, back on track, so Steif Does not mean stuff. No, it doesn't. It's just a name.
1: Of the founder, so...
0: But the pronunciation is, in fact, Steif and not stife.
1: I got myself rebutted there.
0: I'm honestly very, um... I, I'm impressed and enthused that my mom knew off the top of her head that that's the name of a stuffed animal company. I know,
1: so it's like it's actually like a big thing still. Like
0: I I guess, um, I guess she is also a stuffed animal enthusiast and that's where I get it from. There you go. Okay, when did Steiff and Company come to America? And what was the first toy? So guess a year and a toy.
1: Okay, um, 1903, stuffed bear. Wrong. Both. So both.
0: Damn it. Uh, they came to America in 1892. Oh. And the first mass-produced sort of stuffed toy is be a the. Dog.
1: Please be a dog.
0: It's the Ithaca Kitty.
1: Ah, oh, boring.
0: Do you know that design? Are you familiar with that? Uh, no. If you want to fall down, if you personally and listeners want to fall down a really cool hole, Google Ithaca Kitty. It was the first mass-produced sort of stuffed toy, but the design of it has been used in all sorts of things. Huh.
1: Okay. Tell me about
0: teddy bears.
1: Well, they're like the quintessential stuffed animal as far as I know.
0: Do you have an origin story?
1: The teddy bear was invented by Teddy Roosevelt in 1922 after a faithful hunting trip. And he shot a bear and he felt bad about shooting the bear dead. So he had one of his servants make him a stuffed bear in remembrance of the bear that he killed.
0: I like your story. Thank you. But it's not what happened. I'm not surprised. Are you ready to get rebutted? Yes, please. In 1903, Morris Michtum, Michtum, I'm sorry, Mr. Morris, I'm destroying your name. He created the first teddy bear after being inspired by a drawing of President Teddy Roosevelt ah! standing with a bear cub. Ah. That's the general origin story. What was the first stuffed toy to be patented?
1: I'm guessing it's not a bear. I'm guessing it's not the Ithaca kitty. Is it a beanie baby of sorts?
0: Well, I don't think they had the same filling that beanie
1: babies have back then. Um, you're probably right. Maybe they're filled with actual beans.
0: What year first do you think this toy was patented?
1: First to- patented toy of stuffed animal variety. Yeah, what year? 1947.
0: In 1903. Duh! The character, Peter Rabbit. Oh, cool. From English author Beatrix Potter was the first stuffed toy to be patented. Okay. And I actually really like that because we are familiar with stuffed toys today often being characters, licensed yeah. characters. And so it. I'm actually really delighted that the very first patented stuffed toy was like that. It was a character that children loved. Yeah. Now, moving on to madehow.com, which there's a lot to go over here. Uh Uh-oh. There's so much about the process of stuffed toys and how how they're manufactured on a large scale, like your original question. I just thought that it was important to go a little bit into the history of stuffed toys.
1: The origin story, yeah.
0: Right. What do you think the process is for making modern day stuffed animals?
1: Okay, I feel like I have a vague idea because of how many of like the How It's Made videos I've watched on YouTube. Right. Um, so I assume that I don't think like the stuffed animal, I don't know how to word it, the carcass, I guess. I don't think that can be completely manufactured. I think there has to be a human element into Like the sewing together of the pieces, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I like where you're going with that. You're not wrong. Okay. Let's break this down though into Mm -hmm. a few different questions. Let's start with the design process. Right. How does that work?
1: Well, there's obviously toy designers who are like, let's make a bear today. And they draw up a design of a bear and then they have to do like the bear blueprints and all the fun stuff like that. And then someone has to make like the bear prototype by like sewing like pieces of fabric together. Is this the direction you wanted me to go and I'm not sure? No, I, yeah,
0: it is, it is. I'm laughing because you're getting this right. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, so they slap together the prototype, then the manufacturer's like, okay, and then like they act- like actual people have to sew together the carcasses. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yes, so for the design, it's drawn first, like you said, and then the individual pieces are drawn.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so I mean, they probably do make a drawing of the finished product first, and then they sort of break down that drawing into the individual pieces and their dimensions, and then you're right. They cut it up and sew it together to make a prototype. Right. However... What do you think part of the testing process is before a prototype is accepted
1: as a blueprint? I have two major thoughts. Okay. Um, One is like a ripping test where like they have... (laughs) (laughs) This is a stupid idea. (laughs) But like... (laughs) I just imagine like they put the prototype in like a room with like the one-way glass (laughs) in it. Oh my god, I'm losing it. And like they put two kids in. I like where you're going.
0: So they put two kids in a room with a stuffed animal. And then do they play like Tug of War with it? (laughs) Is that where you were going? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad.
1: I don't know why I'm losing it all of a sudden. I don't even remember. Oh, the second one is like, so they take one of the kids out and like they leave the the kid that gets like bored more easily in and they see like if the kid starts like chewing on the stuffed animal, whether or not it's a choking hazard.
0: (laughs) Those are great ideas. Okay. (laughs) The two that I'm referring to right now. First, the animal must be able to sit upright.
1: Oh, okay. Yours makes sense.
0: And the other one is, and my favorite, it must pass the hug test.
1: The hug test?
0: The hug test. Oh. Where the the employee or the designer hugs it testing for cuddle ability.
1: Oh, that's cute. I like that me too it makes way more sense than whatever the hell i was talking about
0: (laughs) i i liked what you were talking about a whole lot those
1: two should also be tests
0: i think they should too and perhaps in some companies that is how they do it
1: i certainly hope so
0: let's move on to the manufacturing process yes what do you think that looks like
1: okay i just imagine so like the carcass is sewed together they're going along the conveyor belt and then like one like machine holds up the carcass and like a tube goes into like the hole in the carcass and then like it shoots stuffing into it and in, like all of the angles it's supposed to, so like it fills up the arms and stuff and then like drops the now stuffed rag onto the conveyor belt. And someone has to come and sew it back up.
0: You're not completely wrong, but let's talk about this.
1: Give me a grade, like A through F. What did I get on that?
0: Uh, I'm going to give you a D plus on that one.
1: Okay, so that's passing. Depending. Yeah, but go on.
0: (laughs) Now, at least according to this website and the process that I researched, fabric is stacked together and cut into patterns. When that's done, a lot more of this is done by hand than your process was detailing, Mm. where workers assemble the toys, starting with the smaller parts in the face, and then they assemble the toy with sewing machines.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So some of this, a little bit of this is automated, I guess, but a lot of it is still done by hand. True or false... Stuffed animals are assembled inside out. True. Yes. Ah. What is the next step in the manufacturing process when the animals are turned right side out?
1: Oh, I imagine when they're done being, like, put together by the sewing machine, that's when you turn them right side out?
0: Yeah, but what happens next?
1: Oh, they get stuffed? Yes. Okay, we're on to the good part. What kind of stuffing do you think is used? Uh, what's what's that? That's like the synthetic stuff. Polyester? Yep.
0: Ah! Why do you think they use polyester? Polyester fiber, specifically. Because it's cheaper. Well, time to get rebutted. Oh. Now, the cost of polyester fiber, I don't actually know. Maybe it is a cheaper option. But the reason that they gave... Quote, polyester fiber, quote, is dual density with a very fine fiber and a thicker, slightly wavy fiber. Together, these fibers have the most desirable packing quality for stuffing animals.
1: That's interesting.
0: Right. What is the stuffing machine
1: like and how is it used? I can't imagine like the industrial version is anything like the one that they have at Build-A-Bear, but I can only think of the one that's at Build-A-Bear. So I'm going to go with that.
0: Interestingly, the Build-A-Bear stuffing machine is not wildly different from at least what this company does. Oh,
1: okay.
0: This is a quote explaining how it's done because uh, their words are better than my paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. The operator can manipulate the bear to direct the stuffing to various parts of the toy. A pedal release on the stuffing machine controls the pus of stuffing. Two pushes on the pedal, for example, may be needed to to pump enough stuffing from the machine's nozzle into the nose of the bear, which needs to be firm. The head, feet, and paws also need to be firm, but the body should be squeezably soft. The operator can always apply the hug test to evaluate satisfactory cuddliness and provide quality control from bear to bear.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. Me too. And I like that the hug test is in there again.
0: I absolutely love that. And they didn't include any photos of this machine, but it does sound very similar to the Build-A-Bear process. Yeah. Where, like, you put the animal on the nozzle and turn it and fill it. Yeah. In case listeners were not familiar with that process.
1: In case the listeners have not been to Build-A-Bear.
0: What happens after the animal is stuffed?
1: Um, I guess it gets sewn shut again. And then I assume, like, the finishing touches are put on. Like it gets like its little tag in its ear or like if it's got, I, I think that the eyes would have been put in on like the first step, Uh but if not, then I guess they put in now. So you're basically correct, but
0: um, I'm going to tell you what I have down because it's really cute. Oh, okay. The animal is given to a bear surgeon. (laughs) Okay. And the bear surgeon, as you guessed, stitches the opening in the back of the bear where it was stuffed.
1: Aww,
0: yeah! The final steps, as you said, are the final touches. The bear is groomed and blown with air to get rid of excess fluff, and then it's passed along for final touches such as costumes. Hmm. So you were right. Hooray! I just really like the idea of a bear surgeon.
1: I would like. I would love to be a bear surgeon personally.
0: I think you would be excellent at being a bear surgeon and i think you would be excellent at designing stuffed animals
1: Ah, oh, that's very nice do you think that like the bear surgeon wears a doctor get up like... like
0: with, with <laughs> one of those circles on the headband thing? yeah and
1: like have a stethoscope
0: <laughs> so that's what i've been picturing every time i've seen the phrase bear surgeon while doing this
1: research oh, really? <laughs> yes I, I hope to god that that is a thing and they have a name tag that says that like has like doctor on it
0: right i have a strong sense that i have a vhs tape of baby songs that's the title of the brand yeah where in one of the music videos there was a person dressed up like a surgeon and they stitched together a broken stuffed animal I'm pretty sure I have childhood memories of that
1: oh, surgeon
0: and I think that's what I'm picturing if not in baby songs then in some other tape I had wow right I love it me too and I love you
1: Ah, you're okay
0: Well, that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast and on Twitter at Research Rebut. You can download and subscribe pretty much wherever you find episodes of Research Rebuttal Podcast. Uh, Otherwise, I'm not really sure how you're listening to this right now. And you can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Rachel.